Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. I'm actually going to give a, a kind of official report here, um, because I wanted to make sure that we kind of make sure that we understand we did have a good year. I know it's been a different year, right? This past year will be remembered in many ways. And I think we can choose how we remember the 2021 year. You know, Proverbs 18:21 says the tongue can bring death or life. And that's why today I want to choose my words wisely as I look back on this past year. We were very fortunate when we had to stay home because we already were live streaming. You know, that wasn't something new for us. We had been doing that for several years. Uh, John Newland, actually, I, I have thanked him over and over because he was the one that got us on Facebook. Bo and I already knew there was an online church presence. That wasn't something new. You know, some, some of my pastor friends, they had to kind of get used to that thought of talking to a camera and what, you know. But we already knew that there was people out there. Um, and I'm thankful for Bo's love and understanding of technology. Um, by understanding, he knows how to run Google. Because if he don't know how to do it, he will Google it up <laughs> and find the video that shows him how to do it. Um, so thank you, Bo James, for this past year and all of your ingenuity in that booth back there. Can we... <laughs> You know, this pandemic, it quickened our pace to improve our use of technology is what we did. We didn't have to learn it. We just had to improve on it. So we, we now stream on Facebook and YouTube at the same time. Our service is also available as a podcast that Bo puts up on Sunday evenings. Yeah, you can find us on anywhere um, that podcasts are available. We also have integrated the online giving. Some of you use the Tidely. I know a lot of our younger people really like that, and some of us old people that are very forgetful and think, oh, we didn't put a check in, so we get Jason's smiling. Yeah, is that what you do, Jason? Um, we also started using the church texting um, number. That was so people could contact us, but we've you know, used it for me to bug you with reminders and different things, but it's been great for our prayer ministry. Um, I feel like we have a stronger prayer ministry because of using our texting ability now. The board recognized that there could be a drop in income, you know, this past year and early on in the pandemic, you know, we discussed, okay, what, what happens if tithing goes down? But we also made that decision to move forward. Just Sandy, keep paying bills. Sandy, keep putting money in the ministries because we allocate money every month to the different ministries. Um, so we were prepared to deal with it, but I'm proud of this congregation because of your faithful giving. We continue to pay all our bills. We continue to fund all of our ministries monthly. And because of your faithful and generous giving, we did so much more than simply just survive and maintain this past year. Our church began giving a monthly donation to our senior center up there. Every month we give a donation to help cover, you know, because they were losing that income as well and they had picked up more people to give and we continue to do that. That's, that's something that doesn't have an end date as long as our finances enable us to continue to do that. Even as things began to open back up, we will continue to give to the senior center. 
We finished the remodel project in the sanctuary. We replaced the roof debt-free. We were able to do that without any debt. Thomas made some much-needed improvements to our outside building um, and many other projects. I, I'd have a whole other page if I told you what Thomas James does around here. He keeps everything working, I'm just telling you. <laughs> um, and, and so we are thankful for his um, ingenuity as well. Your giving also helped to support our community businesses because we purchased gift certificates, remember, from the area restaurants for different um, reasons throughout the year. And we did that in order that we were supporting our local businesses while we were loving on people, and that's because of your faithful giving. You lovingly supported families in need throughout the year. You have continued to help Kathy with the CATO organization um, in feeding our, our school teachers through this pandemic, um, along with other churches that I remember the day Kathy came into my office and she said, BJ, I got an idea. She said, can we do this? I said, can you lead it, Kathy? She said, yes, ma'am, I got it covered. And I said, Run with it, child. And she did. She did. Um, but you guys have been faithful. Anytime she has asked for help, you have given her help. We've also fed, uh, remember, at the nursing home. We fed our, our workers at the nursing home when they were in lockdown. So in other words, I say all of that to remind you, you have continued loving God by loving people this past year. Um, looking forward, I'm excited to continue building the church as God desires in our community. And when I look back, this, this was not the year the church shut down. That's not how I remember this year. I said you can remember it in different ways. This was not the year the church shut down. This has been the year the church was activated to go and do what God designed us to do. I, I remember it as the year that you guys became the hands and the feet to be in all the places that I couldn't be. So may we move forward, not just seeking normal, but seeking God. Respectfully submit it. I really do have a quick little message, though, that goes with this. Turn with me to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Starting in verse 1, it says, Later Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. And this is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, Guys, you want to underline this because every man in this room, you need this plaque. I am going fishing. Yeah. See, there is something in the Bible for everybody. I'm just telling you. Well, we'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night long. Uh, any of y'all, y'all been there? Y'all felt that pain? All right. It says at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. And he called out, fellows, ha have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. 
Then the disciples, Jesus loved, said to Peter, it's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped down for work, and jumped into the water and headed it to the shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore, and there were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. And this was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. You know, one of the earliest things we teach our kids is their numbers, right? Counting one, two, three. Well, okay, we, we teach it because we tell them one, <laughs> two, and then they know we better not get to three, right? But honestly, that's one of the first things. I remember one of Brittany's first things that she loved to do as a, a little toddler, and I'm talking two years old. We had a, um, a CD game for the computer, Remember when we used to do that? You had to open it, put it in, load it, yeah. And it was Sesame Street, right? Remember, oh, the count, one, ah, 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 right? And she was two years old, and she figured out how to put the stinking thing in and turn the computer on. And nowadays, that's not a big deal. Pick up a phone, swipe, and hit a button. No, we're talking the old days. Jason knows what I'm talking about. You had to boot that thing up. But then by the time we're adults, why do we have to count everything, right? We get tired of that. But 153, is that not the oddest number you've ever seen in the Bible? 153. In fact, it's so odd that the scholars can't even agree on what it means because it doesn't really fit anywhere else along with numbers, you know, it's not like 40 days or seven days or three days, right? 153. In fact, this whole chapter is an odd chapter. Scholars can't even agree on why the chapter is there, because if you read chapter 20, it pretty much closes. I mean, John closes it up pretty good, and then all of a sudden it's like, epilogue, right? I always hate reading books, and they throw in the epilogue. Why are you throwing in an epilogue? Just put it in the book. It's chapter 21, right? So they can't even agree why it's there, but they do agree that it's always been there. So this isn't something we have to doubt about its validity. And then some scholars notice that this whole chapter is really about Peter, right? And so they begin to think, because if you read through the book of John, you kind of gather that John and Peter have this little bit of a, you know, well, I, you know, because how does John always refer to himself? The one Jesus loved. Or the one that gets to the tomb first. You know, there's always that little bit of competition, you feel like. So some scholars actually believe that maybe this was put in at the end because this is John recognizing the pastoral role that Jesus was placing on Peter for the church after he would leave. Now, John was all about telling the gospel and showing who Jesus is. You know, that's why sometimes his reads a little bit different. But this chapter actually continues with that theme by showing us 
the risen Savior. I love that one line in that song, the body began to breathe. You see, Jesus wasn't a hallucination. He wasn't a ghost. He wasn't an apparition. He was, this is John showing us that he was there in the flesh with them. He's having breakfast. Come on over to the IHOP. Now that is really the international house of prayer right there, right? When you're having breakfast with Jesus. He's still in the human form. And then, of course, our favorite line today, he's going fishing. You know, several, it says several disciples are together and they're, you know, if you count it up, it happens to be seven. But, you know, the funny thing is, as I'm reading through commentaries this week, is like, they say, don't take this chapter too deep and too literal. Like, don't try to break it apart and think everything has a meaning to it. And, and so I love, Peter just says, I'm going fishing. And I'm sorry, ladies, because I know every one of you husbands are going home today and they're going, I'm going fishing. Peter did it. I'm doing it. Too. It's biblical now. Fishing is biblical, right? But do you notice that he didn't ask the other disciples to go with him? They just volunteered. Well, we'll, we'll come with you. We'll come too. You know, maybe they were just catching fish for food for their families. Um, that's one of the things a lot of scholars say that this isn't necessarily them reverting back to what they did before Jesus. It was just a matter of they needed fish for the family to eat on. You know, they didn't have Walmart. That is their Walmart. They went fishing. And so they all gathered. They went fishing. But, but Peter wanted to fish and then Jesus shows up. After a night, you know, and that's very common that they would all fish at night. That's That was the way things went. And especially, you know, if they were out fishing to take the fish to the market, you would have to have it then early in the morning when the market opened. Okay, so that's why night fishing is so popular. So the disciples have fished all night long. They catch nothing. You know how it is, guys. You're tired. You're like, you're done. You've sat in this boat all night. And then Jesus says, well, hey, Throw to the right. Now, this actually would have been a common practice. And, and this is so interesting to me because I've always just looked at that and thought, oh, the Jesus miracle. He said, there's the fish. But actually, this was more common than you would have thought. Because people from shore, and you know what I'm talking about, um, when the water is clear enough, they would have been able to see the, the pools of fish, right? So Jesus would have seen the shadows of the fish. And it would have been more common that, you know, they always threw their nets more to the left side. And so Jesus could have just simply saw the shadow of the fish and said, hey, throw it over to the right side. You just missed it, you know. Um, he was just trying to um, give them a hand. You know, one commentator said that when we read the Bible, and I think this is beneficial for us even right now reading through our Bible plan. When you read the Bible, don't always get bogged down in trying to figure it all out, or in the historical, is it right, is it wrong? Don't read this as an exact history book. It is full of history. But this commentator said, when you read the Bible, just look for God in what you're reading. And if you've been doing the read through the Bible plan, you understand what I'm talking about. There's been some of this stuff we read that you're just like, 
you know, some of that Samuel stuff this past week, I'm just like, man, that was deep, God. Like, that was, <laughs> that was heavy stuff, right? So sometimes we need to just back off and just don't overthink it. Just read it and let God speak to you through this. So verse 5, uh, my version said fellows. When, when Jesus calls out, he said fellows. Maybe some of your versions actually say children. The Greek word here actually means children. So if I'm looking for God, I'm seeing Jesus, who they just spent ministry time with and they've watched him die. He's speaking as if the Father was speaking. Children, my children, did you catch anything last night? You see, because again, John is showing us Jesus is fully God and fully human. And he's speaking to them as if they were his children. Now, when Jesus shows up, ever notice about Peter? When Jesus shows up, Peter makes a beeline for Jesus. Whether that's jumping out and walking across the water, right? Or maybe here, he just jumps out and starts swimming to shore. Anybody else ever get confused, though, when he, it says he dresses, puts his tunic back on to swim to the shore? I've always thought that was kind of weird. Like, you jumping in the water, what do we normally do? We would have been taking something off to jump in the water. You know, hey guys, bring me my tunic so it'll be dry. Probably the reason he did this, because he wanted to be the first one to greet Jesus. And the proper etiquette would have been to be clothed when that happened. So that's why he puts on the tunic to go to Jesus. It, it, it just is the custom of their day. But Peter leaves the others to finish the task of bringing the fish in. Did you notice that? Because it said that he, he jumps out of the boat. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore. So he left them to do the, the heavy work of pulling that net to shore. Notice they were pulling the net. They couldn't even pull it up into the boat. It's so happy. Because 153 fish... How many ice chests full would that be, men? That'd be a lot, depending on the size of the fish, right? That would be a lot of fish. So you can imagine how heavy this thing is. And then I've always loved this scripture because, Miss Diane, I think it's just proof that God loves breakfast potlucks. Am I wrong? Because... He's fixing breakfast, and then he even says, bring some of your fish over, right? Sounds like a breakfast potluck to me. Man, I miss breakfast potlucks. It's coming, it's coming. So, uh, fish fry, Amy Jo ain't here to scream it, is she? <laughs> Dr. Askren asked her, what is with her and the fish fries? You just got to know Amy Jo. So they get to shore. Jesus is cooking breakfast. And then verse 10, he says, bring some of your fish over. This, this struck me as funny because, you know, um, you would think Jesus would have had enough. Like, shouldn't he already know there was seven of them on the boat and him eight, that's eight of it. But he says, bring some of your fish to add to my fish. Now, Peter showed some supernatural strength. This is one of the miracles I see here because they can't even lift this net to put it in the boat. And when Jesus says, bring me some of your fish, Peter just goes over, grabs that net, and brings it up. Man, he was excited about that potluck. I'm just telling you. So it didn't tear even 
153 would have been a heavy load. And and one thing, there was so many, because I really tried to look up. I'm like, why 153? That's the oddest number. And they really can't tell you. There's all kinds of different versions of what they think it means. But here's the version I liked. 153 could have represented the different kinds of fish that would have been in that lake. So at least one of every kind could have been represented. Church, God intends for the church to be made up of all people. And the net's not going to break. There's plenty of room for everyone. Sometimes we make choices thinking this person should be here and this person should not. But God says, my net's big enough for everybody. Don't worry about it. You know, Tuesday night, the board and I did some future casting things we would like to see um, happen in the future. One of those things, I, I would say a lot of those things kind of revolved around the one thing of seeing growth, seeing more people in the sanctuary. And so we came up with this number of in four years, how many people do we want to see in the sanctuary? We said 150. Can we add three more? Can we just use this number and say we want 153 people? Because <laughs> I like this number. But now, how do we do that? Over the next four years, how do we achieve that kind of growth? First of all, we got to be listening to Jesus. See, those, those disciples, they could have came in with nothing that night had they not listened to Jesus when he said, throw it over on the right side. We've got to have our hearts and our ears tuned when God says, here's where the harvest is. Go in this direction. Put all the focus here. We have to understand, church, that it takes all of us to make these dreams come true of what we want to see in ministry in our church. You see, like, like Peter, I have to spend a lot of time with Jesus to do what I do. Um, this means that sometimes it probably looks like I've jumped off the boat and left you people to yourself. Because honestly, here's how my week will go. Um, I try to, to etch out two of the days of the week that are totally devoted to my sermon prep time. Like I could be making phone calls all day or I, I could even be out visiting on those days. But then I'm not prepared for today. And this is one of the first things that God has called me to, is preaching his word. So I, I relate to Peter that, man, even though sometimes my to-do list is forever long, like it doesn't stop, but I have to make it stop because I see Jesus and I just need to spend some time in his word and praying over what his message is for you. But see, I need more disciples like Peter had on that boat that understood they didn't fuss. Yo, Pete, what are you doing? Get back in the boat. They didn't fuss. They just took care of what needed taken care of. Church, we need children's teachers. We need preschool teachers and nursery workers so that when our tired mamas show up, they have just a moment to hear the word of God. I need adults willing to teach small groups 
Man, you people look at me in the eye. Everybody turn their eyes to the wall because they like, she's recruiting today. Oh, no. <laughs> and everybody looked at a window, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, but BJ, I've never taught a class. You know what? Thomas and I had never taught a class when a pastor said, would you? I'm just telling you. It's not always because you're totally gifted. You just got to be willing to let God use you. And you're like, I don't know how to do it. Well, come have a conversation with me. I can, I can show you how to do it. I can teach you. We got really good books that are Diane Sunday School books. Do they not lead us through the lesson? They just think we know what we're doing. We're just reading the book, people. <laughs> we're just guiding you through. The resounding phrase right now I keep hearing everybody say is, we just want everything back to normal. We just want to get back to normal. Nope. I don't want normal. Because before COVID, we still didn't have enough workers, even for the growth that was beginning to happen. Paula can tell you amen, and Kathy on Children's Church, and, you know, we were were busting out Children's Church, and we needed some workers to help us. So the phrase, get back to normal, I'm going to tell you, is a lie from the enemy. It indicates that we can't accomplish anything right now. We have to wait. That sounds like an enemy trying to get me to sit still. You see, if you listen to my report today, if you listen to what others reported today, kingdom work did not stop this past year. I don't care how long we have to still wear masks or distance. Kingdom work does not stop. We need your help right now in whatever area that is, in whatever we're doing. So church, I'm just going to leave you with this thought today before we pray. I'm going fishing. Stand with me and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today. And God, I am filled with so much gratefulness for the things that we've heard today that was accomplished in your name, in your glory this past year. But God, starting today, there's so much more we want to do. And I pray right now that you're speaking to your people. Lord, I'm, I'm here, I'm willing, I'm going fishing. I just want to know who's coming with me. Lord, somebody today, uh, they've never taught a class a day in their life. And you're nudging their hearts like crazy right now, and they're sweating. (laughs) But God, through your Holy Spirit, all things are possible. (laughs) All things are possible. It's through your strength we do the things we don't think we're capable of. And somewhere along the way, we actually find we may have gifts we never knew we had. But God, I need hearts that are set on one thing. They want to tell people about Jesus. That their hearts are so filled with his love that they can't contain it. It's overflowing and they want to share it with others. Because then the world begins to change right now. Then we begin to have to make room in these seats because people are coming. God, just open our eyes to the places we can help 
and and we have these dreams and we want to see them come to fruition, but God, it's going to take every one of us. Your disciples, here we are. Father, and I pray for those today. There's someone here that, that in their head, they're making that commitment now. Okay, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her yes. But I know that the enemy is going to hit you with something before you walk out of this room. And life is going to go crazy and it's going to be the hardest week you ever had. Just know you have an enemy that doesn't want you to move. Father, and I pray that you will walk through that with them. God, I thank you for every person in this church. They have given faithfully this past year. They have prayed for this church and this community this past year. They have been the hands and feet of your church this past year. May we continue that. And we'll leave everything else up to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, have a beautiful day and go be a blessing to somebody today. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.